0: No Budget Nightmares, zoo ooh, ooh, No Budget Nightmares, ooh, ooh, ooh If you got just a little money but a whole lot of heart Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art It's their duty just doing their part Now let's hear if they recommend it or not on No Budget Nightmares, zoo no budget nightmares. No budget nightmares. Mo Pond inductility. No budget nightmares. No budget nightmares.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to another No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hatin' while I skating All the while masturbatin' that's Mo Porn, Porn, yeah yeah. And with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly He's Doug Tilly Number one super guy
2: I'm so happy to be here, Mo. I'm very excited today Not like usual where I'm so subdued Today, I'm all about excitement (laughs) Okay Well, there's been a lot of recording happening lately yeah, there has Like, everyone is recording everybody I mean, your uh, your government is recording you And I've been recording myself and putting it out in the world And we've even been re- recording together and putting that out into the world And I'm not even talking about this podcast I
1: know, how crazy is that?
2: It, it is just an exciting time to be alive. if you are a fan <laughs> of... <laughs> if you're a fan of cinema, if you're a fan of micro-budget cinema... If you're a fan of Mo and Doug on No Budget Nightmares, this is a very exciting time to be alive. And, I mean, we have such an amazing special announcement to start with today that uh, we've been actually holding off. We've been holding it inside because we've known about this for a little while, but today... it's been It's been killing us. It's been killing us a little bit because I wasn't even sure if we were allowed to ever release it to the world that this was happening, but it is. It's so official at this point that I, honestly, I was waiting since this... Was made uh, known to us. I've been waiting almost every day to get an email to say, "Oh no, it's not happening now." <laughs> 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 but uh, but for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, uh, and you certainly uh, probably don't, today it was announced that there is an Indiegogo campaign for the three disc Blu-ray release of J.R. Bookwalder's The Dead Next Door. Ooh yeah. Now. Some of you may recall A few episodes back We actually featured The Dead Next Door On No Budget Nightmares Tis true Tis true. That was not, I mean, that was a coincidence (laughs) It really was, it was an absolute coincidence We we did know that the Blu-ray was in the works But when we actually chose it to be featured on the show It wasn't with the idea to coincide or anything Because if that was the case We would have waited for the Blu-ray to come out uh, And and really get some synergy going We never really
1: put that much thought into any of this stuff, so...
2: And we, of course, also didn't have any pre-existing relationship with JR. Uh, I mean, we had, of course, covered uh, Robot Ninja on a previous episode, and we were fans, but uh, we had never actually heard from him before, so for all we knew, he hated us. I mean, my default is that people always hate us until they tell us otherwise. Right. Well, here's the thing. We did mention that JR listened to the episode, and he seemed to like it, but we held a little bit back
1: we uh withheld we we were being withholding we were like a uh, an angry wife mm. we, were, we were my withhold- wife yes
2: my wife <laughs> <laughs> just my, like me. my, my wife <laughs> uh, so let me tell you a little bit of the story jr did reach out to mo and myself and he asked if our episode in a revised edited form that maybe is not way longer than the actual Dead Next Door movie (laughs) could be used as a commentary on this Blu-ray release. And if you go to the Indiegogo page, which is linked over on our No Budget Nightmares uh, Facebook group and lots of other places, it's very easy to find, you will see that Mo and me are listed on the special features as providing a commentary track. What? What? It's really... Pretty much the most exciting thing that's ever happened to this podcast. God damn! Now, now I have to contribute. <laughs> but I mean, it's on the, the the thing about that is, think about the fact that we recorded that show without any concept of it being a uh, a commentary, right? Yeah. And, and now think of trying to have to retrofit that episode. Into a commentary form, which would be semi-screen specific. I mean, I i have I've, I've given Jr. our our, uh, our highest quality audio feed for that, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, I, that's why I kept expecting him to say, "No, you know what? That would be a lot of work. So i am am
1: just not going to do it." <laughs> yeah, I—I uh, I imagine it's just going to be a lot of cutting all of my talking out. <laughs> it's just going to be you talking through well, the whole it, movie.
2: There not if we without you, who's going to say, "Uh huh."
1: <laughs> yup,
2: <laughs> yup. <laughs> no, but think about the sound clips and shit, right? I mean, that's. I mean, I guess you could use those as a way to to uh to to line things up. But man, that
1: seems like it'd be a real giant hassle. But you know what? Like I don't. I don't yeah, care. That's, yeah, if he wants to do the work, that's fine. I, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, th- that said. We want to see this. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, no, no. I, I want this to happen. Yeah, absolutely. boy. I,
2: actually, I don't want to give an impression at all that we we are not supportive of this project. We support right. it more than anything that I've ever supported ever. More than you, the listeners. More than I support you as our fans. I want this to happen. And <laughs> with that in mind, you can go to the Indiegogo page right now and support it. Put a pledge a little money towards it. And make sure that it is in our greedy little hands. Uh, and in fact, if you do that we just might have some sort of I don't know, special giveaway at some point in the future on this very show. Yeah. How special we are. How special our listeners are.
1: As I said, it says nothing to do with us. Well, it's I'm special. How, how spe Yeah, I'm not. My mom says I- I'm a very special <laughs> little boy. My mom says I have a face for radio. <laughs> Your mother, lovely woman, is right. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh aside from that bit of excitement and that is really incredibly exciting, we also heard from the director of our previously featured film on No Budget Nightmares, Vampire Cop. Oof. Some of you might recall the movie Vampire Cop. <laughs> most, <laughs> t- most, of, most of you won't. <laughs> that we talked about at length on our previous episode. That movie was directed by Donald Farmer, who you might recall was also featured in the uh, compilation High Eight a few episodes back. Well, Donald... Even though we were not particularly kind to his movie Vampire Cop Though, of course, we have a lot of respect for him He reached out, see? People reach out Uh, That's what I love about living in 2015 That's when we're recording this, by the way Uh, That people sometimes reach (laughs) out (laughs) Austerity Sometimes people reach out And you never expect it but this time it was Donald Farmer reaching out to us Saying that he was enjoying the podcast He enjoyed listening to us talk about how much we weren't enjoying Vampire <laughs> <Cup>. <laughs> Um He did mention that the reason that the movie has not come out on DVD or or Blu-ray Is because the rights holders currently are just kind of sitting on it But he did give us a little piece of really interesting information And and I know I, this kind of blew me away And I know it actually it, it kind of surprised you as well, Mo that Yeah that uh, Hans Geiger's sidekick in uh, in the movie is it Geiger or Geiger? I'm trying to it's, think. It's, it's Geiger. It's Geiger in the movie, <laughs> but H.R. Geiger is the artist. Right, right, right. It's not my fault for being confused. I feel like the movie was confused <laughs> first. His uh, his sidekick in the movie, not the first one who gets killed at the beginning, but the goofy guy later, is actually played by. The actor R.J. McKay And you, you might say, who the fuck is that? I don't know this, shut up Douglas No, R.J. McKay is someone you do know He's yes. actually an Academy Award winning actor uh, Who I've seen in many things But I know mostly as the uh, preacher from the television show Deadwood And he also later showed up on Justified as well As most of the cast of Deadwood did But I've, <laughs> but I've seen him in tons of things Yeah it's amazing in retrospect that I didn't r- recognize him, though he did look obviously a lot younger in uh, in, in Vampire Cop. I don't think he's yeah. talked about that
1: in many interviews. Now that I think about it, no, no. So now, so now, I have to make it my personal goal to meet him to talk to him about Vampire Cop. Uh, Donald also let us know that
2: that the, <laughs> the the titular Vampire Cop in the movie, you may recall, was played by an actor named Ed Cannon. Well, Ed later changed his name, or uh, maybe went back to his. Real name as Ed Corbin Or some sort of permutation of what I just said And he's actually Continued to act And uh, apparently uh, Donald says that he co-starred in True Grit Now I've seen True Grit uh, With uh, the Jeff Bridges version of True Grit Several times Now I'm not saying that he didn't co-star in it But when I think (laughs) of the Circle of people who I would consider starring In that movie Say uh, Matt Damon uh, Say Jeff Bridges (laughs) Right. Say that girl whose name I don't recall um, yep. I, I don't remember him being one of those three No <laughs> So, But that said, he's apparently in the movie And he was on a, episodes of Weeds And good on him He's apparently doing yeah. quite well for himself
1: Yeah, so so more appropriately We'd say he was in the, the movie True Grit <laughs> He was a featured player in True Grit Sh- Sure Right,
2: uh, there's nothing wrong with that
1: No I wish it's... I was
2: in True Grit, that movie kicks ass It was very good How, Your excitement level, Mo I'm, Look, I
1: just finished that fucking movie and Fucking movie? What movie are you talking about? <laughs> the movie we're covering today <laughs> I just finished it And I am super fucking tired So I am trying My damnedest to raise My energy level uh, Now at the beginning of this show While you're talking You gotta punch uh, the
2: air, Andrew WK style
1: yeah, right, right. I need to go to my quiet place. Yes. No, do not the pu- quiet place. Do some loud punch dancing. Place.
2: Yeah, p- please do some punch dancing. Yeah. We'll get that recorded. Eh, eh, but I'm eh, 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 I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm. glad you mentioned the fucking movie that you just finished. <laughs> because the movie you just finished, as announced on the previous episode, is from 2012, Johnny Dickey's Slaughter Tales. Yup, yup. The anthology film, uh, the one-man show, one-man band, Slaughter Tales, <laughs> anthology film, uh, compilation film, um, It and we're going to go into some serious detail on this to the point where nobody's going to want to listen to this podcast anymore.
1: Not even Johnny Dickey.
2: Not even Johnny Dickey. And Johnny, nice guy. I've interviewed Great him in guy. the past. Good guy. Uh, fan of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, and it was actually very nice And that actually, uh, another transition That transitions well into what I was about to say Which is that we have a copy, Mo Of Slaughter Tales that we're going to give away to a listener Booyah boo yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the question, of course, is How are we just going to give it away? Right? Are we just going to call up people randomly in the phone book? All right? We should, we
1: should Okay, you start with A. Aronson All and-, right. and, you, and you go with uh, Z. Zebra and <laughs> Zebra's not a name. I'm sure there's a Z zebra in the No, uh, when you say zebra, are
2: you trying to say zebra and we're just pronouncing it differently? No, yeah. Really?
1: I'm I'm saying it the British way.
2: Well, that's actually a very good question. Now, do you say Z or Z?
1: Oh, well, here in the States we say Z Well, in the but colonies d- oh, sorry. but sorry yeah, yeah, in the colonies, funny uh, you're, you're still in the colonies, don't forget that <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but sometimes I find myself saying Zed well, Really? Because I've never
2: said it in my entire life And I, I despise the people who do Which includes a shockingly large number of people in the very country I live in Oh, well Right. If if I said Z instead of Z, then I wouldn't be able to use the expression A to Z.
1: No, you'd say A to Z.
2: Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone out there, you're going to want to after we finish talking about Slaughter Tales. You're going to want to watch this movie. And by the way, this is not only a DVD of Slaughter Tales by Johnny Dickey. It's a feature-packed DVD, uh, including a commentary. Featurettes, behind the scenes stuff it, This is really the, the Final word on Slaughter Tales So if you want to win a copy of it It's simple, it's so easy Even your stupid grandmother could do it All you need to do <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying your grandmother Is stupid, but if you have no, a stupid you, grandmother
1: You are saying my,
2: my grandmother, look, look shh, Let's just keep it down here for a second my grandmother is a fucking idiot, okay? She's still alive, by the way. She's in her 90s. It's ridiculous. And she's somehow getting dumber, but it's not through, like, the regular way that old people start to lose it. She's, uh, just, she's just not... Hmm.
1: Anyway. I, I love that you, like, wait... Like, I don't know if you could, like, if you could just tell, but, like, you, it seemed like you just waited until I went to take a sip of water to say
0: that.
1: Well, and anyway, I, almost, I almost ruined my computer right My there. idiot grandma... Could totally enter
2: this contest Actually, she doesn't own a computer But if she did, she would be able to do this next step Which is all you have to do Is you go to iTunes, right? You go to our iTunes page The No Budget Nightmares iTunes page It's linked all over the place I'll link you again over on our our Facebook group But if you look up iTunes and No Budget Nightmares It'll bring you right there And all you have to do is write up a review And I'll tell you what For today only If you do that (laughs) I mean, today is any day you're listening to this. But if you do that today, you don't even have to give us a positive review. I mean, please do. We're so good to you. I don't see why you wouldn't. But, I mean, you have purchased yourself the right by listening to this to not give us a positive review. You might win something. I'd have to give you a DVD. That is in my possession right now, pay the postage and everything, even though you said something shitty about me personally, that is please don't make that happen, but you could do that,
1: yeah, in fact, you should because mm, then we'd have mm, because, no. because then we'd have your address I mean I would also probably <laughs> I'm not threatening you. I'm not theoretical person, I'm not
2: threatening you. Okay, let's make that very clear. But we would send you things you would not want.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, like the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) No, no, that's not what I mean. I'm saying if you don't like the show and you don't like the films that we that we talk about and you do a bad review for it, you're and you win. You're being sent something you don't want. Oh, no, not
2: necessarily. It could be just one of those listeners, and there's a few out there who really enjoy micro-budget films and filmmaking, but Mm. they feel like they could do a better job covering the same kind of movies than we do. And in fact, some of them have started competing (laughs) podcasts, podcasts that are shockingly similar to No Budget Nightmares, covering very similar material, Uh, and it's... it's
1: and we'll I'm... have to talk about that after the show because I'm not familiar. But oh, they're out there, Mo. Yeah, I'm sure they're they are. out there. They're they're
2: they're creeping on the little yeah. corners of the internet.
1: Yeah, micro budget daydreams. Oh, those fuckers at micro budget daydreams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, that is not a real podcast. But if, if you, and if it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you are listening and thinking of creating one, name that or based somewhat around that. Please still write us an iTunes review So you can win yourself a copy of Slaughter Tales On that DVD And co- you can cover it on your show The most fucked thing about this contest Is that this <laughs> this copy of Slaughter Tales Is coming from Johnny Dickey To me And then from me out to you <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have just done the contest And had him send it directly to you but Especially probably. because you're almost certainly You theoretical listener Are almost certainly somewhere in the US But again you know what This this contest International Inter-fucking-national Yep I might pick a Canadian just to make it easier for the postage But no, I won't It'll be a random draw And again, anyone who has done an iTunes review in the past Excluding the one person who has already won a previous contest You're all, already in the running
1: Yeah, Bracky Wacky
2: well, You said that in a really shitty kind of way He <laughs> <It> was <laughs> Not, awesome No, I was, making, I was
1: making a joke Hey Bracky Wacky Hey Bracky Wacky
2: Uh, So that was a previous winner, and he will tell you that I do not skimp on the bonus inclusions. (laughs) I gave away
1: all sorts of movies that I no longer wanted in my possession. (laughs) And randomly threw in The Swimmer. (laughs) I did. I threw all sorts of stuff in there.
2: Anyway, back to seriousness for a moment. Let's move away from the topic of Slaughter Tales, and instead move to the topic of Slaughter Tales by Johnny Tickey, which is the subject... Of today's
1: episode. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's that famous Mo (laughs) comment. And there's the famous Mo (laughs) chair squeak. (laughs) I have no control over the fucking chair squeak.
2: (laughs) Well, I did a little extra bit of research today, Mo
1: Porn. Because I. Just like a research machine this week.
2: All I have is time (laughs) until I find out I have a horrible disease that I've brought on myself. Right. And I listened to most of the commentary on Slaughter Tales, so I'm going to be able to add little tidbits of information to the first three quarters of this movie as we (laughs) talk about it. So, so, I mean, I've gone even above and beyond the Call of Duty on this one. Um, The Call of Duty. (laughs) Uh, But it is actually a very worthwhile commentary. If you, uh, and in fact, features not just Johnny Dickey, but also a friend of the show, Dan Kinnam, uh, is one of the, uh, the moderators of that discussion. Right. So I'm sure they are going to be very interested in what we have to say about Slaughter Tales. But I do want to start by saying two very important pieces of information in regards to Slaughter Tales. One is about Johnny Dickey. Now, what do we know about Johnny Dickey, Mo? Well, we know
1: that he is young.
2: He is young.
1: Oh, sorry, yes, he is How young? Uh, Well, as of the filming of this, I believe he was uh, Well, depending on what part (laughs) he was filming I want to say somewhere between 12, uh, 13 and 15 Yeah, I think it's like a 13 to 15 window Maybe 14
2: for most of it So a 14-year-old young man made the movie Slaughter Tales The other important piece of information is that The budget, according to that uh, commentary Was between 60 and 65 dollars so yeah, this... and,
1: and what and what did I guess before the show?
2: <laughs> you, I asked Mo before the show how much he thought it cost, and he said fifty dollars. So apparently, you know, all that money is on the screen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's. You it also looks, said it, something very it looks notable. Like, it looks like
1: fifty bucks.
2: <laughs> you also mentioned Mo that you <laughs> thought most of that money went into silly putty. <laughs> it, like I said, you could buy a lot of Silly Putty for fifty bucks, <laughs> and we'll we'll explain what we mean by that in just a little bit. <laughs> but Slaughter Tales by Johnny Dickey, uh, obviously made for a very low amount of money and uh, by a very young man. So we we are going to be watching it and commenting on it with from the perspective of this is someone learning their craft in front of our very eyes. Now, in some cases, we don't really think of that as necessarily a good thing. You don't want your training. To be put out in front of people because they're going to be judging Your training as if it was your final uh, Kind of uh, uh, Your entire ability everything that Develops afterwards
1: yeah I mean I certainly don't want anybody watching the Shitty fucking action film that I, that I Made when I was a junior in high school so Well I do want to see that it's, uh, it's Called on the verge of vengeance <laughs> That's a great uh, <laughs> title yeah, yeah, And it's really actually more like a, like a Really long trailer but um, You know it's, it's, it's Really bad Alright,
2: well, uh, I have actually covered for Daily Grindhouse Johnny Dickey's follow-up movie, City of the Dream Demons, already So I know how much he's developed as a filmmaker uh, So I'm not going to hold a lot of the limitations here against him That said, we're going to be very honest about our feelings regarding Slaughter Tales Yeah, absolutely Because while this is a very entertaining movie, it has its problems I Mm -hmm. think that's fair to say
1: Yeah, absolutely Is there any
2: problems in this movie, Mo? Yes now, if you had to talk about the most immediate problem What would it be? Lack of cast? Mmm, mmm, mmm That's a very good point <laughs> 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 the, the, um, There is probably, let's see There's a total, I think if you, inclu- if you don't include the very final scenes There's a total of, I think, five or six people in this movie uh, Yeah But mostly one or two people <laughs> Mostly one person, (laughs) and most of that one person is Johnny Dickey himself, or as sometimes credited, John Dickey in this movie. But uh, but Jonathan uh, is the. I don't. I
1: don't think he's a Jonathan. No 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 Jonathan. Because it's J O H N. Oh, that's a good point, Johnny.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Johnny, won't you come on home? <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, man. I don't think anyone's going to know what I'm talking about there. No. <laughs> but Johnny is the star, the lead performer, and, in fact, filmed himself doing much of this movie. Mm. So, I mean, that is actually an, ac- an accomplishment in and of itself. It's really impressive. But, you know, it's it's still... You kind of get sick of looking at the same face all the time. <clears throat> uh, also... Johnny uh, actually Johnny's a perfectly reasonable young actor but most of his characters don't have names so
1: when I refer to him in the movie I'm always going to refer to him as Johnny Dickey yeah no there's a lot of moments in my notes where it's just like the guy from before is doing something again you know or whatever you know it's there's a lot of that sort of uh the guy from the beginning the guy from this skit the other guy this guy because they don't they most of them don't have names and in fact there's no opportunity for them to give their name because they're there by themselves right. and even
2: the attempts to create any sort of backstory are usually based around the idea of the character talking to himself for some reason yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah in a yeah, way yeah. that isn't necessarily reflective of how Human beings act
1: <laughs> Unless you're me I talk Unless to you're myself.
2: you I know you do like to talk to yourself
1: Mom. All the time It's ridiculous Yeah
2: I mean that Doug Tilly What a fuck Anyway <laughs> There's a wraparound story Because this is a compilation film uh, An anthology film We do have a wraparound story And speaking of Johnny Dickey Who's the first person we see?
1: Johnny Dickey
2: Yes Johnny Dickey entering some sort of flea market uh, and, uh, and this This I mean, Johnny, I'm talking to you now. 14-year-old Johnny, don't shoplift, okay? It's not <laughs> cool. It's, I mean, I know you think it's cool. It's probably your friends think it's cool. But it's not cool to steal things because the Johnny Dickey who starts this movie steals a VHS tape from a flea market. Now, honestly, okay, let's take it back a little bit. Who gives a shit if you're stealing VHS tapes? No one really cares. But, Uh. The moral and uh, no, oh, shut up, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, also, shut up, every listener of No Budget Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, don't steal, esp- especially don't steal some sort of cursed videotape. Yeah, no, that's the worst thing to steal. Mm-hmm, that is the very worst, though. Right. I suppose there's some sort of just desserts in it. So, Johnny Dickey enters some sort of flea market and steals a VHS tape called What's it called, Mo?
1: Ah, uh, God! I want to say Slaughter Tales. That doesn't sound right. No, that can't I be right. I think it's um Slaughter Tales.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Slaughter yeah. Tales. <laughs> so he takes it and he walks off
1: with it, and then as he walks out, we get the opening credits. Where we see, and in typical opening credits for these sort of movies, we see a lot of the same name over and over again. (laughs) John Dickey. You know what, though? I got to give him credit, though, because at the very least, he does, you know, uh, change it up in the classic sort of like Doris Wishman, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) H.G. Lewis uh, mentality of, uh, you know, giving himself multiple names H. John Dickenstein, Johnny (laughs) Dick Dick. John, John, John Dick
2: Sly <laughs> Dick Johnson <laughs> Actually, you could take that one That's a good one It's all yours, man You can have it Now, there are some other notable things About the visual style of this movie uh, It's made to look like I mean, it's, it's a rough-looking movie But that is at least partially by design Because because it's ma- been made to look like It was shot on uh, on high-aid Or or some sort of VHS-type Format. There's even a quick uh tracking issue right during this cl- opening credits just to kind of reinforce that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strange vapes. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm, I'm dehydrated. You're <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to like, you know, drink some water real quick. I gave you thirty minutes to rest, Mo. <laughs> you, did give, you did give me a bit of time to rest, but I didn't drink during that time. <laughs> so
2: Uh, The other kind of weird, notable thing about this opening credits And this is representative of an issue that continues throughout the whole movie Is that there are some strange aspect ratio problems (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all over the place It's it's safe to say (laughs) that it's all over the goddamn place Sometimes it seems like shit is stretched Sometimes it seems like credits are going off the screen. Sometimes it seems as
1: if half of the let's say the left-hand side of the screen is just a big pit of blackness. There there's a credit at the end where where it just says I believe it just says written and directed by and then where there would be the name is completely off the bottom of the screen. <laughs> now this could be an error that just is specific to my copy of the movie, but I don't think
2: so. <laughs> Uh, so but I mean it's again, it this is uh, one of the the signs of this being a learning process and there's a few of them in here and we are not disparaging we are not poking fun we are just drawing attention to the fact that this is something that exists within the movie itself because there are some things that I am
1: absolutely going to praise to high heaven Mo yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I agree 100%. I, if I say anything terrible, and I will, because. Oh, I me, will stop you, uh, sir. Y- you won't. Young um, John Dickey has sent us a copy of this movie to
2: give out to one of our listeners, and I will not hear you disparage him.
1: Look, look, as was uh, recently stated in uh in an episode of uh of the All Star Summer Jamboree that we mm-hmm. were on, uh a- aka ass jam, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, w- we make uh the terrible sound fun, so yes. it's the problem we have. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 regardless of of how bad we make the movie sound, and I don't think we're going to make the movie sound that bad at all, to be honest. You know, I think there's still going to be people out there who are going to want want to watch it just because we make it sound fun.
2: And you should, you should watch it, and you'll get an opportunity. You just need to go yeah. on iTunes and write us a review right now. Mm-hmm. Um, stop, and then come back and listen to the rest of it because we're going to continue off with the movie. So the shoplifting Johnny, he comes home, and in fact, he his home. I mean, now let's. Let's reinforce the fact that this is a fourteen-year-old kid. He arrives at yeah. his home, <laughs> and um, and even already he seems unimpressed
1: with the movie that he is stolen. Yeah, I love I love how he's so disparaging to it, like fr- right from the get go. In fact, let's hear his little uh, little sign of disparagement. Yes, I'm gonna go and get freshened up first before I pop in this pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I noticed there's a couple of themes that run through the through oh, this movie. Please tell me you know? one of these and, themes, Mo. And one of, one of my favorite themes because it's so like unexpected for a horror film is the act of washing up. <laughs> I mean there's just like uh, not constant, but I mean, like very regular. You know, uh, I have to wash my hands. Uh, I need to drink of water. I got to take a shower. You know, the character <laughs> will just say to himself, "It's time to wash up. I
2: got to go. Time. I got to yeah. go get something to drink."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like
2: <laughs> it's funny because Johnny uh, uh, performs in most of these shorts. He's always supposed to be playing a different character, but they all are exactly the same. And one thing they all have in common, and this is probably the main theme in the entire movie,
1: is that they love bathrooms <laughs> yeah there's a lot of a lot of shots in the bathroom and this yeah. continues
2: into his later movie too city of the yeah, dream demons
1: yeah and it's not uh, uh oh that's funny too because yeah because it's not even like it just takes place in the wraparound like i think almost every single skit has a scene in the bathroom if not multiple scenes in the bathroom if he needs to escape if he needs
2: to take a pause if he needs to move from one place to another, he's going to
1: end up in that fucking bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, if if somebody's uh, if somebody needs to go get some more beers, um, you know, if uh, he needs to be warned by a ghost, some more beers, uh, that's right. You know, yeah, you know, it just seems like it like it's like every little, you know, if he needs to be hideously murdered by a serial killer, you know, it's I mean, and it makes sense too because a lot of like the vicious murder scenes take place in the uh, in the bathroom, which I imagine would have made uh, cleanup much simpler for. Uh, uh, for for him mm-hmm, Absolutely
2: And some fire scenes Which look particularly dangerous <laughs> Yes yeah. So Johnny goes to the bathroom To freshen up And while he's in there He actually encounters Something supernatural Yup yup A zombie version of himself Basically It's Johnny Dickey In the shower uh, Thankfully Fully clothed But with a bunch of shit On his face <laughs> mm-hmm. As sort of a zombie Or some sort of um, Made up creature He is there to warn the, the mm. shoplifter Johnny Dickey To not watch the movie he just stole He's almost the Jacob Marley of this film He is the Jacob Marley He rattles his chains <laughs> no, He doesn't have any chains But yes he's, he's actually We don't realize this till later He's actually this creature is trying to do good He wants to save shoplifter <laughs> Johnny from, uh, from going through some eh,
1: Really difficult things Man of the world Do you believe in me or not?
2: <laughs> that's Sorry. excellent. Very
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, but,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm up on my Christmas Carol. Thank you. But Shoplifter Johnny says, "Fuck all that. This is just a hallucination that I saw of myself with zombie makeup on in the fucking shower for some reason." So, see, and that's
1: a very that's a very Ebenezer Scrooge thing
2: to say. That, that is exactly. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That was a direct quote from from a Christmas Carol. <laughs> so so he just thinks that he had a he had a hallucination, and he says that he's been watching too many zombie movies, but. So he goes back And gets on his couch And proceeds to put the VHS tape in And press play Which is exactly what that zombie told him not to do Yep And just as many uh, VHS tapes Of the 80s and 90s And early 2000s did Mo This VHS tape (laughs) starts
1: With some trailers (laughs) And I, I love the fact that like like Even the fact that the tape had trailers Is another reason for him to like hate it You know he's like Oh there's fucking trailers on this thing This thing must be a piece of shit
2: <laughs> So uh, I, we're not going to go into much detail on the trailers Frankly the first one is just It's a little confusing about what the hell it's supposed to be It's like a, a character is reaching for a razor yeah. uh, We see something melting And like a tentacle uh, grabs him And then he cuts the tentacle with the razor, and then we get the title, and it says Gory Things.
1: Gory Things. One
2: really neat thing about all the titles in this movie is that they're all exactly the same, they're this kind of bright red. (laughs) On the fucking screen uh, We will discover at the end of the movie that the entire Thing again this is we you have to think of this As an, an accomplishment this entire Movie I believe was edited on windows Movie maker which I that A feature edited that, that way it must Have been a nightmare
1: yeah I got To give him all the credit in the world because I've worked on uh, movie maker And it is just fucking awful It's <laughs> well, awful Well the
2: trailer for gory things Is followed up by a uh, Another title that says it started as A hunt for treasure But instead And we see Johnny Dickey Cutting into some ice And then it says He found a 20 year old murder And then he picks up Like a fucking jawbone Or something (laughs) And then a guy In a skull face Comes up behind him And with a knife And stabs him Through the mouth And he falls down dead
1: Yeah it was actually A pretty cool effect
2: Yeah it's actually I I think in the uh, Again this is A little extra information For those who did the research He mentions that On the commentary That the knife In his mouth Was made of paper And a paper knife—you can just stab anyone all day with it. It's not going to hurt.
1: You might get paper cuts.
2: That's a good point. Uh, You know, another thing that, uh, in terms of a notable (laughs) repeated theme in this movie, is that there's a series of weapons (laughs) that that Johnny (laughs) Dickey has at his disposal
1: that you may see again and again.
2: (laughs) There's a variety of them.
1: Yeah, that's really true. And uh, and you know he doesn't. uh, shy away from the classic trick of reusing footage, too. Although there was only one real notable spot where where he reuses footage uh, that I recall. But he, but he still does reuse footage. Well, be sure
2: to tell us when that is,
1: Mo. I will. And let's not forget to tell people what this movie was mm-hmm. called. Frosty this- Scream. Frosty Scream. I'd watch a movie called Frosty Scream. I would watch gory things as well. I, I I think I think that should be his next movie. Note to filmmakers, however, who are editing together a trailer for their
2: feature, showing your main character getting killed in the trailer, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is hard to tell what the rest of the plot of that movie might be. But yeah, I guess right. it doesn't really matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and now for this haunted videotape, the feature.
1: Ba ba ba.
2: It's Slaughter Tales. Now, one of the really notable things on the commentary for this movie is that each of these segments are designed as a tribute in some way, at least it has elements of tributes, to some of the films that Johnny... Loves, and that is the most, uh, we didn't really mention at the beginning of the show Johnny Dickey loves shot on video and micro-budget films and filmmaking He is a Mm. huge fan of horror Uh, I mean, you'll see uh, some of his decorations and the shirts he wears in in the movie He's obviously a nut for these kind of movies And he wanted to pay respect to a lot of his influences in these different segments And we'll talk about some of those tributes as we go through them
1: yeah, there was only one that I, that I noted I, I can't recall which one it is But when we get there, I'll, I'll, it's in my notes
2: Well, there's one very early on this one Because you yeah. see, as the feature begins The, the <laughs> first segment, we should say The first uh, piece of the anthology We have Johnny Dickey, the director He's walking around his house In fact, he's walking around the kitchen That we will get very familiar with Before this movie is over And he's looking for, I guess, something to drink Have you ever done that, Mo? you ever been walking around in your kitchen Looking for something to drink?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess.
2: What's your drink of choice?
1: Uh, I don't have a choice in in the house here. Adult beverage? I just drink whatever's uh, here. <laughs> Carbonated? Uh usually juice. Okay, have, juice. Some some type. Some type? Yeah, I can't. K- I can't katalk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Johnny is, must be thirsty as fuck because he reaches into the back of a cupboard and pulls out something wrapped in a towel. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> He he pulls out something in a towel Unwraps it and drinks it But the notable thing to mention here Is that on the towel there's something written Yeah, I couldn't make out what it said Well, Mo If you had done what I had And listened to the commentary You well, would d- know what it says I didn't listen to the commentary Well, I'll tell you what it says then Oh, uh, right. <laughs> It says quite clearly Hustus <laughs> Which, if you take that little bit of audio I just said, and play it backwards, you will notice that I said street trash.
1: Ah, okay. Right? Like like the movie
2: Street Trash? I get it. It's actually, he's written the words street trash backwards. (laughs) And it seems that nobody has ever been able to read that correctly who's ever watched this movie. (laughs) Which, Which would suggest it maybe was a little bit of wasted effort. But that's one of the first... Visible tributes to another movie here, because you might recall in the movie Street Trash, yeah, some, they uh, drink uh, viper. Pooch. Yeah, that's right, they, they, they uh, some viper, and they start melting.
1: It's a great fucking movie, though. That's a so great movie. So,
2: so that's a great movie to homage too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, this character played by Johnny Dickey, he drinks this thing he doesn't recognize in the back of his cover I have a feeling that sentence is going to come out of your mouth a lot. <laughs> Th-
1: this character played by Johnny Dickey.
2: <laughs> well, this character Johnny Dickey decides to drink this thing. And he immediately vomits into the sink, which is a bad sign. I, I think I'd probably call it
1: poison control at that point. I would have just not drank it. Hmm. Hmm. That's maybe, a good point. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'm the weird one. Here's some unlabeled jar with some uh, viscous uh, liquid in there, uh, vaguely marked with nothing, really. Uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know. It said his mistress on it. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, well, I still wouldn't have drank it
2: <laughs> I I would say this, and I'm, I'm not going to go as far as you I will say I might drink a little of it <laughs> first To make sure that it wasn't, I don't know, dog medicine or something Right But uh, But he just went for it And he immediately passes out after vomiting And then he wakes up and he rubs his head And his hand is sort of covered in blood And there's sort of skin peeling off his hand Now, skin in this movie (laughs) Something funny, Mo? (laughs) I'm just... Yes, go ahead, continue (laughs) Well, skin in this movie is uh, recreated It's an effect And peeling skin is done Using what can only be described as mm, Play-Doh-ish consistency
1: I no, I wouldn't say play ish consistency. I would say silly putty consistency. Silly putty
2: uh, or yeah. or some sort of clay, some sort yeah. of moldable clay. And something it, that melts. Right. So all of a sudden parts of his body start turning into a like brothers quay, um stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like some Jan Svenkmeyer. <laughs> That's right, very good. <laughs> and but anyway, he parts of his body start uh turning shitty. <laughs> and he does what any of us would do if we noticed that, say, skin
1: was peeling off our hand. He cuts it off. Well, yeah, that makes total sense. If thine hand offends you, cut it off. There, there's a great moment, though, where, where after he cuts off his first hand, he realizes that it's now happening to his other hand. That's right. And he desperately tries to cut off the other hand using the same hand he, you know, he, he has the knife in. He succeeds and- at that. No, he doesn't because does- how does because then how does he have a hand to stab himself in the face at the oh, end? That's a good point. See? I thought he succeeded. He was
2: trying very hard though. He was. Off, and uh, I cut was, off his it hand was... with the own hand that he yeah, was using. It's kind of oh. impressive. Yeah, it would have been impressive if he actually succeeded. I, I'm afraid <laughs> I, I, he doesn't. What happens immediately afterward is that skin covers his mouth, uh, and then he he his reaction to this. Very normal common reaction to find out that your mouth is grown over Is to take a knife and drive it into your forehead Yep, And that's the end
1: Yeah, yeah It's, uh, you know, I gotta tell you You know, as as, uh, uh, cheap as the effects were they were pretty good. They're effective. They're really effective because yeah, you know what they're supposed to be. Right, exactly. You know, and that's the one thing I will give this movie a lot of credit for is cheap as the movie looks and it does. You know, no offense, but it does. It looks cheap. Mm-hmm. But but every effect is well effective, you know, and, and they all work. There's nothing in this movie where I specifically look at it and go, I don't really I don't, I don't like the, I, you know, but I I, I, think, I think the whole movie works but, uh, but I liked these ones probably the best. Let's listen
2: to what the shoplifter version of Johnny Dickey what his reaction to this first segment was
1: Oh my god that fucking sucked Whew. I mean nothing fucking happened. This guy just tears himself apart in this kitchen What a dumb Movie Sure hope it gets better from here Here's so, the thing though uh, <laughs> like, you, what, was, what was the name of that uh, Was it Tales of the Dead Was that the movie we Oh we the come- one that we watched the other anthology yeah, yeah yeah I mean clearly This character has never seen Tales of the Dead Because nothing happens In that movie I mean, at well, least in this one, the
2: guy tears himself apart The funny, actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that anthology And we might be getting the name wrong But dig around in the No Budget Nightmares archives and you'll find it the, I think it's Tales of the Dead You know, what's interesting We never heard back from the director of that Even though he did ask us for a copy of the podcast <laughs> I guess he wasn't a fan But one of the things that, that was really yeah, notable were- about that Is that between the segments of that All the characters would talk about how great and scary the thing they just saw Which was terrible was right, right, and in this case, we have the director himself saying that it fucking sucked what we just saw.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I love I love that sort of yeah, uh, you know, not quite breaking the fourth wall, but you know what I mean, like where he's sort of acknowledging the fact that the movie that he made sucks. <laughs> but again, learning I, I, experience. I think it's brilliant. I love it. I love self. I love self de- 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 uh, self deprecating humor. So so let's jump right into part two, the
2: second segment. Of the movie, uh, that that again, shoplifter Johnny hopes will get better. It starts with Johnny Dicky.
0: <laughs>
2: this time, not just by himself, he's talking to a friend of his. Mo, I have to ask you a question.
1: <laughs> oh God, I love this scene so yeah, much. Yeah, this is really
2: great. Now, here's something. Now, I, I apologize if you can't give me a good answer for this. There's I really. I can't. Familiar music playing in the background. Oh, during-
1: yeah, it's it's well noted in my uh, in my notes.
2: <laughs> what I, is this music?
1: I write. I write. Uh, a guy is talking to his friend, and the background is some incredibly familiar music. <laughs> what is the music? Oh, it's the uh, the theme song to Video Violence. That's right. Not, of <laughs> course, the theme song <laughs> written <laughs> by Rue. <Roo.
2: laughs> yeah. But, yes, the familiar music from video violence playing in the background Uh, But we do have Johnny talking to a friend of his They've been friends since kindergarten, so I guess, like, what, ten years? (laughs) (laughs) And the friend, who is Johnny Dickey's age, I would say, is a contractor
1: (laughs) You can tell, because he's wearing a hard hat
2: Yes, and they call him Bob the Builder, like the children's show character Yes, exactly so, uh, they have a conversation that really does not matter at all. He mentions for some reason that his friend is a bodybuilder.
1: And and mentions that he's working on, like, a home gym. Yeah, it's called Sergeant Steel Flex. Yeah. Hoo-ah! And they're drinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they, the decision is made, for some reason, that it, even though we know that this is supposed to be Johnny Dickey's house, that uh. the friend is going to go upstairs and get... A man's drink, <laughs> yeah. He's go up and
1: get more beers or man drinks.
2: Man's drink. So they're drinking beer, probably because because I mean they are thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> but that's what. But in this the case of this story, they're adults. There's a certain
1: suspension of disbelief going on here, but
2: probably yes. a good idea. So so this Bob will refer to him. Uh, he goes upstairs through like a bookstore and goes upstairs to get. A drink. Now where does he go to get a drink
1: Well he goes to the most obvious mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bathroom The bathroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He goes to the fucking bathroom And not only does he go to the bathroom He starts
2: like licking things in the bathroom <laughs> It's very weird It's very strange But you don't have to worry about that for very long Because soon we get to butcher knife POV vision mm-hmm. We have a POV shot of someone coming at Bob With a butcher knife and he comes up behind him He slices Bob's neck And then he chops his head And Bob kind of falls into the bathtub Yeah And I think he cuts off his hand at the end of it
1: And then we get a nice little joke What's the joke? Well, you have to play the clip I will play the clip
2: <laughs> Well, the, the, the clip, this clip actually comes when we go back to Johnny Who's wondering what's taking Bob so long And this is what he has to say Yep
0: oh, God damn it, I sure hope he's not looking in the bathroom for the drinks again
1: <laughs> I thought that that was the funniest fucking I thing. The, I love when they cut back to him and he's looking at a laser disc for Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the idea
2: that his statement there was just a way to explain why the fuck he ended up in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's just like,
1: well, that, that stupid idiot friend of mine's in the fucking bathroom again.
2: So older Johnny here goes upstairs to look for his friend. He goes into the bathroom, of course, because where else would he be? And it's, he opens the bathroom curtain, and it's, the bathtub is full of limbs and blood. Now, what is notable about the blood in the movie Slaughter Tales? What's notable about it? Mm-hmm. What's notable? Um, it's thin. It's very
1: thin. It's a little yeah. bit
2: thin, I would say. But there's yeah. also something else... Maybe related to the color of the. I was blood.
1: gonna say it's not quite the right <laughs> color. It <kinda laughs> looks, looks a little bit like uh, like Kool Aid. Looks a little bit like Kool Aid. What
2: one? Another tidbit of information on the commentary track is that they didn't have any red food coloring, so they had to use a lot of pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And that is a little bit of information that will make this movie enjoyable to watch. <laughs> So Johnny notices that this bathtub is full of guts and, uh, and blood and shit And he realizes that it's not usually like that So he runs out and grabs a knife And when he grabs a knife He then encounters a killer that is inside this house And what, what, how would you describe the killer, Mo? Oh, I
1: don't remember which killer this is This is the killer uh, with the mask Oh, okay, so he's a killer with a mask Right, but what's the mask is notable Well, I, I know it's supposed to be metal it does look vaguely metalish,
2: but for fans of low budget cinema, you might recognize it as the mask from the Violent Shit sequels.
1: Oh, yeah, right, okay.
2: That's right. I, I think it's meant to look like that on purpose. It's very violent shittish. So if you're a violent shitter, then you probably would recognize. <laughs> violent shitter. <laughs> for violent shitters everywhere. Uh, so the killer comes out, and they have a knife fight. This knife fight is notable because it doesn't have any sound effects behind it. <laughs> So it's hard to get any sort of impact Of
1: what's actually happening And it's it's great too because isn't This is the one where he like actually Like blocks the hatchet blow Like with another knife Yes and
0: yeah.
2: it also It culminates in Johnny about to get killed by a butcher knife But the butcher knife goes into A ceiling fan And then Johnny pushes The killer and impales him On a light switch
1: Yeah that's very Defiler's
2: do you think you could be killed on a traditional light switch?
1: No, but you couldn't be killed on uh, on a small nail sticking out of <laughs> out of a wall either So it's perfect Good point no, no, Yeah, no, you definitely cannot be killed on a fucking light switch
2: Well, in this case, maybe it was a particularly pointy and jutting light switch But uh, he's not killed on the light switch That's true, because the lights go off And Johnny, in a very optimistic moment, goes It's over, it's finally over but mm-hmm. then he turns the light on and he's surprised to discover that there's no corpse, but I'm surprised that he was surprised because how would he have turned the light on if the corpse was still fucking there? <laughs> Touche! And speaking of surprise, then the killer comes from behind him and chops his head off. There's a lot of decapitations in this film. Mm. Well, I'm not going to complain about that. No, no, I- I'm not complaining at all. I love it. I'll always take more uh, sometimes iffy effects over... Less no effects.
1: Yeah, I hate no effects. They're
2: terrible. Really? Not a fan of no effects? No. That mm, mic. <laughs> well, that's the end of that segment. Let's hear what Johnny Dickey has to say about it. Seriously?
0: There was no explanation for that killer. It just kind of
1: came out of nowhere. Oh
0: my god. That sucked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, uh, as you as we mentioned at the beginning sometimes he voices what he wants to do he's he's good at voicing his needs and in this case he has a headache after watching that segment and he decides to take a pill so he has a vision of himself bleeding into the sink uh, as he's taking the pill and uh he thinks that it's again it's just like a a weird uh, hallucination, which by the way I think he would be concerned about at this point Since that's two and a half hour period
1: Yeah, but- exactly, exactly He's watched two segments of this film And had two crazy hallucinations You know, you'd think That you would say Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should heed That ghost, zombie, ghoul Things advised and, and, and not watch any more of it
2: mm, Maybe,
1: but he does not heed those
2: warnings He goes Just- back to watch And we jump right into part three And by the way, I'm only calling these part because none of these segments are named in any way Yeah Though I'll say this is the first one that is particularly notable because of the plot Because it is very similar to a lot of the kind of low-budget movies we, we watch It starts with a guy in
1: a Michael Myers mask (laughs) With a drawn on mustache And a swastika on the forehead Did I say a guy? Almost certainly Johnny Dickey (laughs) I think this Uh, might have been Johnny Dick's lie That's
2: right So uh, he vomits into uh, a toilet Because he's had too much to drink That Johnny has got to cut down on his drinking Uh, And then he takes a piss And a guy with an axe Chops him and cuts his head
1: off yeah, pretty straightforward
2: Yeah, so that's what happens to that guy Don't worry, that's not the end of the segment yet nope. No, then the plot is introduced That's right, this time we have an explanation about what's happening You see, there's a news report Our favorite I love A radio it. A radio news report Yeah, I, bit...
1: prefer, I prefer television news reports in these movies but, mm-hmm. the, but the radio ones are okay So this is what's going on Let's all have a little listen to what the news has to say
0: Today, serial killer Jackson Strudel broke free from his confines at the Cloudy Hill Mental Institute by killing two guards and leaving on foot through the parking lot. He is armed with a fire axe and is known to kill on sight. It is suggested that Halloween partygoers stay indoors and do not attempt to go home alone.
2: Yeah, so that sounds like a real news report. Uh, so there's a someone has escaped from a mental institution. Uh, a la about half the movies we cover on this fucking show
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very familiar plot line going on right there Halloween party but, goers But, but, yep. but mm-hmm. I will give him credit Because unlike all those other movies that stretch that very feeble plot line uh, Out into 70 to 90 minutes This one does it in like five In five, that's right So
2: Johnny Dickey, uh, the actor, the character He doesn't have to worry about staying in at a party Because he has to stay at home on Halloween He's hanging out at his own home And hears that report And he actually gets a little nervous about the possibility That maybe a killer is going to come to his house and murder him Yeah So he goes to the safest place in any house
1: The basement
2: The basement He goes to the basement to hang out And as he gets into the basement He starts looking around For weapons and what's the first weapon that he picks up
1: Yeah I love the fact that he Grabs a
2: pitchfork A pitchfork and if you again Were listening to the commentary You'll notice that uh, you won't notice Because you'd have to listen to it but one of the Things that's mentioned is why Does he own a pitchfork And the reason is that Him and his mother went to some sort of of Auction and he Bid on a pitchfork and a shovel For 50 cents and that is the Pitchfork Nice Good anecdote.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I personally own a pitchfork because, uh, you know, used to it, they're easy for clearing brush from your yard.
2: Hmm. Well, you, are you saying that your pitchfork clears all the brush from the yard? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, just, just shoot yourself now uh, No
2: problem, sir So he decides to toss down the pitchfork And grab a pair of scissors instead And, you know, it's interesting You would think it's sort of random that he'd be worried about the serial killer Showing up, in fact, he even says upstairs The guy's probably 50 miles away from now But instead, he opens a door In the basement, and there's the serial killer
1: <laughs>
2: with, with a the... pile of body parts
1: Yeah, a freshly chopped Pile of uh, of corpse meat Sitting in front of him,
2: I love it and he even tells Johnny that uh, he's making a shrine to his dear departed mother, yep. and, and Johnny will be the centerpiece of that shrine.
1: It's understandable. You know.
2: Well, Johnny does not react well to that.
1: He says, no, that's good. You. You're not going to get away with this, you fucking freak! You're not going to live to tell.
2: <laughs> I should be noted, by the way, that for a 14-year-old, Johnny Dickey has quite the potty mouth.
1: <laughs> now he sounds actually a lot like I did when I was 14 so. I, swear,
2: I swear a lot more than even he does in this movie back then Because I was a rebel And
1: rebels swear <laughs> We say lo- sweary words I'm a loner, Dottie A
2: rebel Well, at this point uh, Johnny does what anyone would do He throws a saw blade <laughs> at this killer uh, That doesn't seem to really have an effect doesn't have any effect. Any effect at all? It just seems to bounce off of him. And then the killer comes at Johnny with an axe, but Johnny stabs the killer in the face with a pair of scissors. And
1: then he picks <laughs> this. Then he picks up a shotgun. Yeah, I love the fact that he's downstairs in the basement. He grabs a pitchfork and says, "No, no, that's that's too much." Right, you know. You know, and then grabs a a thing of scissors. Meanwhile, there was a shotgun laying on the floor, clearly already loaded. This is another thing, by the way. Like I'm talking
2: to you, people who live in the Dickey household. You seem to have a lot of guns just laying around. That's something I'm very... I know you live in the United States, and that's a very common thing. Yeah, Second Amendment, bitch. Yeah, that's right. Though, in the... In defense of the household This particular gun Does not have any shells in it Yeah Though actually It would have been better if it did Because he's trying to fight off an attacker With an unloaded gun Yeah I love this part by the way He goes die you motherfucker And he tries to shoot him and it's empty And then he grabs some shells And loads his gun And he goes burn in hell And then the gun just doesn't fucking work
1: yeah there's a lot of shit like uh, That's a recurring joke as well too uh, Of him either missing shots Or like guns not working right and I, 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 it's, a good, it's good for a laugh Okay now I'm gonna have a question For you in just a second moment Oh god okay. Yep,
2: okay So what happens here then is that Johnny grabs because the gun doesn't work He grabs the saw blade again The killer knocks it out of his hand Into a fuse box And then the house explodes <laughs> As <laughs> yeah. would happen yeah, it makes perfect sense And then we get a news report talking about how the house burned down It actually gives us a lot of, of exposition It mentions that the killer, this is where the killer grew up uh, that uh, And they even knew that he was trying to make some sort of, of uh, shrine to his mother somehow But that no living people were in the remains Which is <laughs> not a surprising Yeah But then it ends with a body covered in a sheet
1: Which makes a whole lot of sense Given that they were all burnt Right As was the house So explain what happens then to me Uh, Then uh, the sheet somehow gets pulled back Right uh, And the lunatic guy I forget his name Jackson Strottle uh, His eyes open up And uh, he says this I'm back <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's,
1: nothing qu- there's nothing quite as good As maniacal laughter From a pubescent boy Now yeah. here's the question I have for you Mo Was that the killer? Because I'm pretty sure that was Johnny Dickey In that makeup No that was the killer That's, Are not, you Johnny- sure? that, that's not Johnny Dicky's voice I think that's Johnny Dickey's work I think you are just such an old man at this point That all young kids look, look and Look, sound I had a hard you. time with this movie Because I was telling my screen to get off my
2: lawn Again and again and again
1: <laughs> I just, it just perpetually sh- cocking my shotgun Yelling at the screen Get off my lawn That little whippersnapper Okay, I'll take your
2: uh, word for it I'm just saying It kind of didn't look like the fucking dude at the end and Anyway, that, that ending doesn't really make any goddamn sense Yeah <laughs> He's back, ha 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 Uh, Where'd he go? No Uh, So we go back to the framing story And this is the first of the segments where Shoplifter Johnny He actually, even though he says that it sucks again He does say that it was kind of spooky near the end Mm. And he does what I do when I'm watching an anthology film In between segments He decides he's going to take a shower Because he feels so grimy
1: yeah no it's understandable, mm-hmm.
2: but when he goes to the shower because again he loves the bathroom, when he goes into the shower he th- no water comes out, so he does what you and I would do in that situation. He
1: shoves his eye up into the shower head <laughs> yeah, i you know <laughs> i 'm sitting here watching and i 'm like, well, what is he doing i mean I know and I know it 's like a like a plot device, I get it, but I mean. Like, no, no, that's just not behavior that people do. Like, you don't look into the shower to, uh, you know, if your shower, if the there's no water coming out. There's, there might be a blockage. How is he going to find out what it is if
2: you don't look into it?
1: Well, there are tiny little fucking holes in a shower head, So how are you going to hmm, look down, tell the, me more. Down, the, <laughs> down the pipe, you know? Well,
2: I think, uh, well, what happens is because there's like steam and stuff showing up here. So I think it's supposed to be that it's like burning his face or something like that. Sure doesn't matter. Any I mean, all of your
1: complaints, who gives a fuck? Because it was a dream. He wakes up suddenly. It was all a dream. The, you know, I got to tell you, this is one of my least favorite plot devices used <laughs> really? in, is in, it? in films ever. And, I, and I'm i sure I've gone off at least. For
2: those who want to hear more about Moe's hatred of this <laughs> plot device, go back to our Nightmare Asylum episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I really, really, really don't like the, oh, it was just a dream thing. Well, at, at least it's, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen six more times in the movie I will say that there is a part
2: of me that likes it in this movie Because they end up using it as a device later on uh, to trick the audience And we'll, we'll mention that once we get
1: to it Yeah, I guess I don't. <laughs> You don't have to like it, I'm just it's talking not, about it's, myself No, no, I get what you're saying, it's still, it's still a huge pet peeve of mine so now we're going to
2: go into segment number four, and I'm glad we are, because I have to say segment number four is my favorite in the entire movie.
1: i got to remind myself which one's segment four. Let
2: me tell you one word that will let you
1: know. All right. Worms. Oh, right. Yeah, this is the best one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: And it starts with some really nice filmmaking. We see a POV of a, uh, a, a screwdriver Or like a person holding a screwdriver Unlocking a door We only see this character's shoes We're probably expecting him to be a killer at this point Because eh, everybody so far who isn't Johnny Dickey Has been a ca- uh, killer yeah. And actually that still kind of holds up Because this is Johnny it- Dickey, Johnny Dickey. <laughs> <laughs> And what he has is a big Panasonic case With a video camera in it He's broken into a ha- house For some <laughs> reason To yeah. make a movie
1: yeah, and I love I love the fact that like like his first thought to do when he when he whips out the camera and starts filming uh-huh. is just sort of like spin in circles and like make faces you know, at the camera, and make faces at the camera. We've all been but, there, Mo. But I love I but it's great though, and it's and it's clever because he there's a lot of you know they keep cutting back to the footage that's actually being shot on the camera as he's doing that. So you know it's kind of cool that that you know and and utilitarian that you know that he did it that way too. So he he thinks he's alone,
2: but he's stopped suddenly by an older gentleman Sorry, go ahead In the context of this movie, an older gentleman Who tells him that he's on private property And Johnny's like, I was just shooting a film for school But the guy tells him to leave suddenly And he tells him that you can only get out of this place Through the basement or upstairs Which doesn't make any sense, because how the hell did he just get in? Well, he says something that the door... That he came in through has an automatic lock, so that's the only way to do it. After you come in through the door, he does explain it. I have to say. Oh, okay. Maybe you should have been paying attention, Mister Mo.
1: Maybe I was too busy running contests.
2: <laughs> but uh, it, that, none of that matters because the guy, the older <laughs> <does> gentleman, <it. laughs>
1: he starts to shake and freak out a little bit. Yeah, because here's here's one of those great moments with the color of where the color of the blood comes in, because. Uh, he keeps, like, uh, like the, the Johnny Dicky character Keeps telling him that there's something coming out of his mouth But, like, you can't see it Right You know, because of, the like, the, like the film and, and the color of the blood And they even do, like, a close-up on his mouth And, and, and that's when I kind of saw it a little bit But even then, still didn't really see it I
2: was extremely confused It appeared to me that the guy starts freaking out And then he rips his own face off and tears out his own skull <laughs> Yeah Yeah. That's what it appears to happen But that's not what really is happening Because this segment is more of a tribute to movies like Things And, well, actually, there's lots of movies that have some sort of slug or uh, or worm-ish creature that is the enemy Right, and I would say Things is probably a bad example But, I mean, I guess It's one of the ones he mentions on the commentary But he he also mentions Basket Case as an example Uh, Well, there you go Right, well, in this case because of how these uh, slugs or or worms are actually done, how that effect is done, how is it done, Mo? Stop motion. Stop motion. God, I love stop motion. The the gods of stop motion are what I pray to. Yeah, I, I'm a huge stop motion fan. Well, I have to say, he did a really good job with the stop motion here. <laughs>
1: no, it's great. It's it's one of the most competently done parts of the movie. The the stop motion is amazing. Because after the guy rips the skull out of his own head,
2: like a bunch of worms start crawling out of his neck hole. And as then they start, want to do. as they are wont to do. And then we see worms like crawling around the room and it's all stop motion and it's so awesome and it makes me wish that this entire movie was just about how worms were attacking Johnny Dickey in his fucking bathroom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bathrooms.
1: We're going to get there soon enough
2: (laughs) So he uh, Johnny runs away because of the worms And he hides in a room Where a worm then crawls Under the door And he does another another theme that happens in this movie Is homemade flamethrower devices (laughs) Perfectly safe In this case an aerosol can Combined with a match Turns into a small flamethrower And we do see one of these Worms set on fire In fact, Johnny even says Christ, you fuckers are flammable (laughs) And then, of course, he washes his hands
1: (laughs) Right, exactly Because he's in the bathroom Well, yeah, I mean, you're in the bathroom You might as well wash your hands I mean, cleanliness is next to godliness So he leaves the bathroom
2: Which he never should do It's really the safest place in the house Uh, And he sees a corpse on the floor Now, is this supposed to be the corpse of the gentleman from earlier? I would assume so I think so as well And something is sort of pushing out From inside this gentleman And like through his stomach So Johnny grabs an axe And he dismembers the corpse Yeah Makes sense We see blood and like flesh fly at the walls And shit like that Uh, And then like a worm starts crawling towards him And he hits that with the axe And then he makes uh, What I would consider an executive decision To escape and as he was told before In fact, a little voiceover plays to remind us You can only escape through the basement Or the roof
1: Yeah, I love I love the, uh, the little voiceover
2: <laughs> Just in <laughs> case we didn't remember three minutes ago <laughs> These are very short segments Until we get to the next one um, And he decides to go up to the roof
1: And there's a man standing there I would not say a man There is a person standing there There's a boy There's a young child standing <laughs> there And this boy
2: decides to give us some elaboration On what the fuck is going on up to this point You see His father Summoned these creatures From the bowels of hell They are the seeds of hell themselves And they must impregnate the innocent
1: Oh, I'm glad they're dead
2: So then he, this guy, this young guy Puts his hand out And like flames shoot out of it
1: Yeah, there's a cool effect
2: Yeah, it's pretty good It's probably Johnny Dickey right under the camera With an aerosol can and a match
1: Oh yeah, most definitely
2: But (laughs) it still still looked cool as shit So the guy puts up his hand And Johnny Dickey picks up a 2x4 And yells Don't let the heartburn get to you (laughs) (laughs) That famous quote (laughs) (laughs) And he throws the 2x4 at the guy's hand
1: And he explodes and like You know, it's it's like putting your finger in a in a in a gun barrel. Of course. Yeah, of like course. like in a, from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. So yeah. he threw the yeah, gun not, in for- real, not in real life.
2: <laughs> don't try that, kids. <laughs> Please, Please don't, don't do that at all. So the guy explodes, which I don't see how that helps this whole worm situation. But Johnny goes back inside the house relieved that he killed the guy. And then he looks at his own hand and discovers that there's a pentagram on it. There is. Mhm. And then for a second he appears to be possessed and then that's the end. <laughs> and then it just ends. <laughs> I loved everything about this segment. It is really so fucking too. weird and it makes no goddamn <laughs> sense at all. Like <laughs> so was the guy who Johnny encountered in the house was he the father who brought All of these creatures from hell, and if so,
1: did he want them to kill him? Yeah, yeah, that's that's really tough tough to say. I I have no idea.
2: What I'm suggesting is one of the other things mentioned on the commentary is that uh, Johnny has uh, he says for sure he's going to make a Slaughter Tales too. So I would like some elaboration on the story of the part four segment of Slaughter Tales one.
1: Make it happen, Johnny. Make it happen.
2: Make it happen. Do it, Johnny. Sweep the leg. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, b- back to the wraparound segment, where again, this time, Johnny the Shoplifter, he uh, he was. Reasonably impressed by that segment, he thought the I, effects I, looked cool.
1: Yeah, I love, I love the fact that he had he, that he had the, the same reaction to his own film <laughs> that I had to his film. Is that he seemed to like it, but he was a bit confused about what happened. He was confused by the ending. So at least it wasn't just us. We feel like
2: we're part of the process.
1: And he's like, he's like, you know what? I need some water.
2: He's thirsty. He voices his thirstiness just like Mo did a little <laughs> a little earlier in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes into the kitchen the, I, the, the perfect place to go if you're thirsty Is your kitchen He fills your... up a glass Very smart to fill up a glass Instead of trying to get the backwards street trash Weird stuff <laughs> He fills up a glass He notices something in the drain Of the sink
1: And then a hand comes up and rips his face off <laughs> Oops. That was not the sound of that happening. No, that was the sound of shit falling over in my room.
2: <laughs> but yes, his face gets ripped off. I think is uh, isn't this like a reference to like Hellraiser or something like that? Uh
1: god, yeah, there yeah, I think so. I want to say Hellraiser.
2: Face ripping. Don't don't quote,
1: I, don't quote me on that.
2: But don't feel too bad about uh shoplifter Johnny because it was all a dream. Oh god. Again. Yeah. I just have to notice uh, I have to notice <laughs> I have to mention That another notable mm, Difficulty in this movie Is that Johnny's hair length Changes from scene <laughs> to scene <laughs> Yeah Like in that previous segment That part where he goes up to the roof His hair like shrinks like inches As he goes from one room to the other um, But it's something that I can't help but notice Because In uh, Johnny's follow-up movie. That is actually something that is impossible not to notice because he because it's a one full-length story. <laughs> His hair must have changed to such a great extent that he wears a wig for segments of the movie, and it's incredibly
1: distracting. <laughs> uh, you know, I love the fact that he uh, that he he's got really a really fun line here too, where he goes, he kind of goes, "Well, so far I haven't been dying." Yeah, you know, <laughs> in, in real life. <laughs>
2: It's also notable to mention that Johnny Dickey is watching Johnny Dickey And he doesn't seem to Make any reference to the fact that He's watching not only himself But himself walking through his own house Right, right, exactly <laughs> So, we move on to the final segment of Slaughter Tales Also the longest segment by a significant amount Part 5 is the final segment And it begins with Joe 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 is going to listen to some music Downstairs and he doesn't want to be bothered I think Joe Is supposed to be Johnny's father uh, I guess I, would... I guess just some guy I... named Joe Well along came Joe And he listens to some music downstairs But Johnny stays back Upstairs sitting at his kitchen table Which at this point we are really familiar with And he's hungry And what do you do when you're hungry You eat a burrito Yeah you eat a burrito of course so this is the famous Slaughter Tales burrito scene Where he eats a burrito And he's kind of bummed because he's home on a Saturday night And his mother tells him that he has this study And he can't go out But he left, she left her credit card behind
1: Yeah, so what do we you have- do What do you do when, you, uh, when your mother Leaves a credit card behind
2: Well, if you're around that 14 year age Then you have these raging hormones Right?
1: And tr- It's true
2: Right, And all you want to do is get all boned up and if you want to get boned up and there's no ladies around, well, honestly, this is 2015, so there's a million different fucking things you can do. <laughs> but if you're Johnny Dickey, you call the real sex
1: hotline. Yeah, I love that. I love. Yeah, I love how he, he he reads out the phone number too. <laughs> it's just some random bunching of numbers. I love that he's talking to the operator. <laughs> who asks him, we can't hear the, the voice,
2: We asks him if he has a credit card, and he goes, yeah, no, I'm going to get my mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll use my mom's. And that leads to this exchange with the operator.
1: Of course I'm not 14. Do I sound like I'm 14? Yeah, well, fuck you too, asshole. <laughs> He says as his voice cracks <laughs> Of course I'm not 14
2: So he hangs up And then he calls his friend Joseph Now I would say by the way That when you only have like Five characters in your entire movie Having one named Joe and one named Joseph Is needlessly confusing <laughs> But yeah. uh, but whatever So he calls Joseph and they have a lengthy Unimportant conversation that uh, I believe Johnny himself would admit is just for padding out the running time,
1: right? And culminates with with the joke of his friend asking him if he's aware of the real sex hotline. Yes, indeed, we do discover that Joseph's
2: family's religious, or at least his father is, that uh, their two families don't get along, so Joseph's not allowed to visit, um, and and that sort of doesn't really play into what happens a little bit later. So what? Uh, because again. Uh, Johnny wants to get boned up, he wants to get his rocks off He goes into the basement to look for some skin mags Now, the confusing thing about this is how Joe went downstairs to listen to music So I guess, if I'm thinking of the the how this house is laid out You go downstairs to music, and then you go further downstairs for skin mags
1: I, I guess...
2: So he starts looking around for skin mags, but does not find skin mags. Instead, he finds an ancient text.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which looks uh, an awful lot like like an old dictionary. Well, it's a big book. It's a big book.
2: He does what you're not supposed to do when you find an old book, which mentions things about Satan reincarnation in it. (laughs) He uh, he first laughs at it. Uh, What is it? Caninus is what it says nine right like a dog I guess yeah um and he starts reading words chanting words from the book there I said your words <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, something unfortunate happens he immediately starts to choke and falls to the floor after saying these evil words uh and he wakes up a little bit later this happens a few times by the way in this movie he he just Falls down yeah, And then he wakes faint, up later he faints And then wakes up Seemingly a minute later And then he has The same reaction Anyone would have In this situation
1: Yeah he's hungry He wants some uh... Stupid fucking
2: book <laughs> Shit <sighs> Yes he's hungry yep. But also Stupid fucking stupid book Stupid fucking book <laughs> So oh, Shit I mean th- I-, I gotta give Johnny credit He doesn't ever seem Concerned about Hallucinations Or passing out randomly He just goes back upstairs Whatever not the end of the world Well I think
1: I think his reactions To things in this movie uh, That is probably his Biggest homage to things <laughs> Is, is the, the Horribly inappropriate Reactions to things That he should, <laughs> should be reacting Very differently to <laughs> So he goes upstairs Back to the
2: kitchen Gets something that's in Tupperware from the fridge and he opens it up and there are fingers moving around inside
1: Ooh.
2: And this is a great effect Because it certainly isn't just someone with their fingers poking out through it's, the fucking bottom Or well,
1: even worse, it's not, it's certainly not just him with his own <laughs> fingers poking through
2: <laughs> But once he drops the Tupperware, he looks back in it And it's really just full of tomatoes and something else that I can't identify Yeah Probably not worth putting in Tupperware now that I think about it. (laughs) But he thinks he's losing his mind. He's really freaking out a little bit, and he blames that book. And he's also really pissed that his mom won't let him hang out with his friends still. (laughs) He even says, I wish Caninus would kill my mom instead. I wish Caninus would kill my mom. (laughs) So um, he sits down at the table, and because of all these freaky things, he does what any of us would. He falls asleep immediately. (laughs) Something really fucking weird happens For a second we see a vision of like a hand being ripped apart Yeah I'm, really, surpri- really,
1: th- I'm really surprised He didn't wash his hands or face first Before he went to bed <laughs> a Little OCD
2: Johnny Dinky <laughs> <having it there>. <laughs> 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 But
1: that was just a dream
2: too He wakes up all of a sudden uh, And then he takes uh, a knife And starts cutting into his own wrist <sighs> Yeah Yeah we're getting there Mo Don't we're worry get, We're getting there <laughs> But then he wakes up again Because the wrist cutting wasn't real He wakes up again And he sees blood on the floor But his hand is okay Well, So what are we up to now Like six
1: times the test That's, just
2: wake up It's, it's alright yeah. it's, 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 <laughs> Look he, This Johnny Dickey He's watched the movies we've watched And probably a lot fucking more yeah. And that includes The works of Todd Sheets So he knows That this works This move Works no, so, it was <laughs> So, remember his mom, who he's been mentioning? I was shocked to discover that a, a woman appears in this movie playing his mother. I don't know if it's actually his mother or not. And she's a, she's not played by Johnny Dickey. She's like a woman.
1: <laughs> I was thoroughly expecting it to be Johnny Dickey in a wig.
2: <laughs> so, his mom is super pissed about him taking her credit card. Uh, and she starts to to, like... Look for her credit card through some drawers And in the background he falls And f- like faints behind her yeah. And all she keeps, she doesn't turn around or anything She's like, you're just trying to get attention uh, As uh, as she starts to <laughs> still she, look And she calls him a bastard A bastard. Ew, um, bastard But then he Stands up and he grabs her With like a sort of a melty hand Because we know that that's a move that he has mm-hmm. And in shadow we see him Stab her in the head with a screwdriver Again and again and again
1: it's actually a pretty cool effect.
2: It works I, out really well. I mean, yeah. I imagine this woman does not want her head actually stabbed. Yeah. So, a good way instead of having to build some sort of appliance is to show it in in shadow and that's what he does.
1: Yeah, cuz all you, all you need then is just one of those like styrofoam uh, you know, like wig heads and that's those are easy enough to get.
2: Right. And then he takes out a butcher knife and slices into her corpse and then he rips her head off. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And, and, put, and puts it in a pot a la Jeffrey Dahmer. And puts it into a pot on the stove. So, pretty great. And then he has another one of his weird mental attacks and falls on the floor. And a little bit later, Johnny Dickey comes too. He sees bloodstains like he did before, but he thinks that it was just another stupid nightmare. But, Mo, no, no. This time, the nightmare is real. Great. So, he thinks something smells disgusting. <laughs> He thinks something smells disgusting, so he, uh, he about, he's about to vomit, and so he decides to open the pot on the oven to vomit into, but then discovers there's a head inside that pot.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: So, so he's got to get to a safe place. What's my safe place? He runs into the bathroom. <laughs>
1: Again. Yeah, and then, then there's a really great uh, flashlight lighting effect in the bathroom that he's using, and. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a lot of flashlight lighting this effects. There's a actually. lot of flashlight lighting effects, but <laughs> so he starts spitting up a bunch of goo
2: and like uh, foaming at the mouth a little bit, like a canine, maybe. I guess.
0: Oh, um,
2: I don't. I don't know if that's actually intentional or not. Well, I, one of the greatest things about this segment is that all throughout it, Johnny Dickey wearing a shirt that says, "This movie is this terrible." Is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Changes into a demon or something here, so he has a bunch of shit on his
1: face. Yeah, just
2: some kind of like facial applique. Has a face, facial, uh, yeah. So uh, he turns into a demon and he says, "Who should I kill? How about that pest, Joe?"
1: Yeah, because I mean, the, the funny thing is, it's like the only like real reason we know that he doesn't particularly care for Joe is because he flips him off later, like earlier in the in the yes. in the segment. Like we don't really know anything about him, like why he hates him. Well Joe seemed in his one line in the entire fucking thing He does seem like kind of a
2: dick Because he's like don't bother me I'm going to be downstairs listening to my music I guess And I guess Joe's kind of obsessive Because he seems to have a lot of albums Yeah that's a huge record collection Huge collection So Joe is listening to albums And Johnny Dickey comes down with his face all fucked up And he has an axe He tries to hit Joe with the axe But Joe catches the axe And drives it back into his head Yeah And he goes, what the hell are you doing, boy? (laughs) (laughs) But then Johnny throws the axe at Joe And chops him in the head and face And then slits his throat Yep Yeah And also, uh, Johnny licks the axe afterwards Because why the fuck not? So At this point, the demon needs to get to his safe place So Back to the bathroom (laughs) And in the bathroom uh, Demon Johnny starts ripping off All of his makeup appliances He just rips them off his own face And they fall in the sink And then he Looks like he's back to normal again And he faints on the floor
1: Because (laughs) Yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. Just you know, like like I know I haven't been saying a whole lot in this episode, you know, a lot mostly because I'm super fucking tired, but also because uh, I've been kind of almost keeping mental, like not like you know hard fact, but like you know keeping track of uh, uh of how many times. Like, A, you say Johnny Dickey, because it's a lot. You know? and, and how many, how many times uh, he faints, how many times he goes to the bathroom, how many times he wakes up from a dream, how many times he washes himself. <laughs> I
2: just like the idea that Johnny Dickey is obsessed with bathrooms, obsessed with cleanliness. The funny thing is, I mean, and like this isn't even close to the last bathroom scene. The last thing we see is a fucking bathroom. <laughs> so he, uh, he faints on the floor And when he wakes up We know it's not a dream because A part of the makeup is still in the sink He picks it up and examines it And then something pops out of it and scares him Do you know what pops out of it? No I couldn't tell I looked at it a few times I yeah, couldn't tell I couldn't tell But it doesn't matter Because he walks out of the bathroom Bad idea He's still confused And he's like seeing like flashes of the violence that he's caused He even picks up an axe And he gets kind of scared By his memory Of the things that he's done Uh, And he blames it all On that stupid book So he decides Since he can't take control Of his body (laughs) Just like in the first segment Where when he realizes That something's wrong He immediately tries To stab himself in the face Yeah, yeah In this case He picks up his gun (laughs) That he just has A (laughs) handgun He goes They can't take control Of my body If it's dead So he takes a gun And he just shoots himself In the head but yeah, it doesn't
1: the, work. Yeah, the wound uh, and the wound fucking closes up and he comes right back up and he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> so he he yeah, he's he's really upset over the fact he couldn't kill himself
2: and this is what it sounds like. No. No. No!
0: Why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> why <laughs> d- 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 play, play that again real quick I certainly can no
2: no no <laughs>
0: why
1: <laughs> Oh did you cut it off before he goes Need to kill
2: Yeah I did cut it off before he said need to kill I Aww. apologize If you want to hear him say need to kill You're going to have to, join, to sign up for our contest And get your own copy uh, So that sound of him making all those weird fucking noises That was him turning into this demon creature again Yeah 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 And just at that moment The very unfortunate Joseph arrives at the, the house Even though he told him on the phone earlier Not to come over Joseph does let himself in I think it's supposed to be Joseph. I don't know if he ever names himself or not. So when he comes in, Johnny has the gun in his hand, and he tells him to reach for the motherfucking sky. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then he tries to shoot Joseph, and the gun doesn't work. Right. As you said, it's a repeated thing. And then he says, you just can't trust technology nowadays.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like this. This seemed like uh, like a cross between like the sort of like this seems like a, a really fun homage to the sort of comedic killers of the of the eighties and nineties. You know, right? Like like the later Freddy's. Well, not the later, but I mean like the the bad Freddy movie ones. You know, sure. Or um, or, or like Leprechaun.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because he's yeah. now uh, this demon is almost like a playful demon making jokes. As, right. he's, uh, as he's trying to kill someone yeah i
1: I actually kind of i I kind of enjoyed that, so Joseph
2: goes he's like worried about Johnny as he probably should be, and he goes, Johnny doesn't live here anymore, so he grabs a butcher knife and gets punched in the face, and then Johnny throws the knife and slices up joseph, and then they have a weird confrontation where somehow Johnny grabs Joseph and slams him down next to the sink, yeah, and is about to stab him, but uh <laughs> Joseph grabs two butter
1: knives And shoves them into Johnny's eyeballs I love, I love how like Gently he shoves them into the eyeballs too Like there's no like Like real thrust there at all It's just kind of like Like a knife into butter You know <laughs> Exactly yeah. the, the eyeballs kind of look like butter <laughs> Well and uh,
2: this is what uh, The demon's reaction to that He just pulls him out And he says Surprise
0: surprise
2: You can't kill me
0: I am unholy, and I am immortal. (laughs) You're not my friend. You're just an unholy fucktard. I'm about to unleash a can of holy (laughs) whoop-ass.
2: All right. You're not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So the believer, Joseph, uh, turns the butter (laughs) knives into a cross and presses them against
1: johnny's head and says
2: fuck you satan
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh uh johnny makes some really fucking great noises during this scene like like i think a lot of the noises he makes when he turns into Caninus, or i'm assuming it's supposed to be Caninus, are are just fucking hilarious as we saw earlier with the uh the no no why scene i love uh, how
2: He ends like just as he's about to be killed or whatever He goes, your soul is Satan's and he will reclaim it one day And Joseph says, I'll mark my calendar (laughs) (laughs) And then he just walks away (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of that segment But it's not the end of the movie Because we still need to have some sort of culmination of the wraparound segment Remember, the shoplifter Johnny is still watching... (laughs) The movie, and in fact he says Why the hell am I watching this pile of trash <laughs> <laughs> He starts listening He goes, bad effects, bad acting Horrible stories, bad lighting <laughs> I think he actually Disliked the movie more than we did
1: Yeah, I think so too he, but of, he, but of course he decides, he, he decides To do what um, You know, what, what seems to be One of the many themes of this movie <laughs> And as he decides he's going to take a nap He gets and into of, the most Uncomfortable course- looking position <laughs> Yeah, and hopes that, he's, that he doesn't have a nightmare Right
2: But uh, but he wakes up Sometime later And he has sort of these visions of that Violent shit face from uh, Earlier in the movie <laughs> the, <shit face. laughs> the violent shit face <laughs> But he just blames it on the movie He thinks he's having another stupid nightmare And then he says I'm gonna get something to eat <laughs> <laughs> Right here in my notes
1: After he says
2: He decides to get something to eat What is up with this movie?
1: <laughs> my, uh, my, my notes at this point say uh, This movie is nothing but eating, sleeping, washing, or murder <laughs> So then he goes up to this, the kitchen
2: And opens the fridge And there's a skull inside And this is what I said before earlier About it kind of setting up expectations uh-huh. He expects that he's going to wake up And it was all a dream And he even like tries to force himself to wake up But this isn't a dream, man this nope. is the
1: real stuff and Then he, then he touches, the, uh, touches the skull Right And n- now that he's
2: convinced himself that it's reality He actually is a little bit relieved And he says
1: Well I guess the good news is I'm not losing my mind The bad news is I'll probably be losing my head Boom Yeah
2: because he thinks someone's going to probably try to kill him or something uh, So he does what every American Would do in this
1: situation He takes <laughs> a gun he grabs, the gr- he grabs the gun off his fridge The house gun <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's like a twenty two. It's just a house gun So
2: remember at this point There's no one else to his knowledge in this house He's just having weird experiences But he expects someone might show up And he's absolutely right Because as soon as he picks up the gun Someone comes out behind him This guy in a mask And uh, he even says to him Hasta la vista you son of a bitch And then they have a fight Yep, And Johnny gets the best of this physical exchange <laughs> And he knocks <laughs> this creature unconscious With the butt of the gun Even though the, 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 the killer has a knife <laughs> And then the strangest goddamn thing In the entire movie happens And again, you might have to explain this a little bit If I'm getting this wrong He says, and he actually says this out loud I'm not going to
1: kill him Because what would the cops say But if he tries to kill me again I'm going to kill him yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't have just tried to, I don't know, he was already knocked out, uh, maybe tie him up, maybe maybe call the cops. <laughs> or just kill him, because or here's just, what happens. just kill him, yeah, sure. So Johnny gets into a, like a
2: closet or something, and he just waits until the killer regains consciousness and picks up a knife that he's left next to him. <laughs> and as soon as he does that, Johnny... Jumps out of the hiding spot and stabs him in the stabs head Stabs him in the so head he didn't even wait for the guy to try to kill him again Yeah <laughs> So while the creature is stunned by having a knife embedded in his fucking skull Johnny runs to his room and gets the VHS tape Because priorities Right, and he doesn't know what he's going to do with it he's, got, he's like, think Johnny, think What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? And he does what Johnny does in these situations He runs to the bathroom <laughs> and locks the door behind him. <laughs> and he puts the tape on the floor and he pulls out a gun and says, uh well he says this. Rewind this, motherfucker. And he shoots Ugh. it. But love... the bullet doesn't really do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I love I love the fact that uh that he that he has like an action hero kill line. <laughs> For a VHS tape (laughs) I like how it still doesn't work He has
2: all of these kill lines And they're always followed with something fucking hot So he's unable to destroy the tape with that But you might think back You might recall now Right back to the beginning of the wraparound segment Where uh, he encountered like a zombie in the shower Well that zombie returns once again And now in comedic form because the zombie is
1: Oh man, there's a lot of elaboration here But let's just break it down um, Well, I love I love how, how it starts How he starts off doing that voice he was doing before right. And then he pulls like a uh, You know, the, the pit of despair From Princess Bride kind of joke Where he kind of like coughs a couple of times He's like, oh, I hate that I hate doing that voice
2: <laughs> And he like complains about the blood all over him and What we discover is this zombie-ish creature Was actually trying to help Shoplifter Johnny the entire time And in fact he was just giving him a warning He's like I told you not to watch the movie And you watched the movie and now he's going to kill us both He's really pissed about it actually yeah. But he, d- he does explain He gives a lot of backstory A really unnecessary backstory <laughs> Regarding um, the, the person who's trying to kill him So what, what's happening here Is that in this house A serial killer lived there And the serial killer had two sons Joseph and Johnny Like the two actors in this movie (laughs) yeah, And and the director of this movie And he was a serial killer And he would go out and kill people And they would make movies while he was doing that So one day they were filming a movie And just completing it And he came home being chased by the cops And when he found them there He murdered his own kids For some reason And used voodoo to transfer his soul Into the VHS tape Yeah Then the cops found him And the whole house was burned down (laughs) I don't know why the cops burned the house down But whatever Some people say that the killer set the fire And maybe he goddamn did So by watching the tape Shoplifter Johnny has brought the killer back into the world Right That is the fucking story Of the Slaughter Tales tape So the only thing That uh, this zombie-ish Johnny Dickey (laughs) As opposed to Shoplifter Johnny Dickey Can suggest is that since fire is what killed the body of the serial killer, maybe it can also kill the VHS tape.
1: Yeah, because that's, you know, I mean, it makes sense. They also have this
2: uh, amusing exchange.
1: You know, out of all the people I've told, you are most definitely the stupidest. stupid, or Stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, that's actually one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, right there. So Johnny Dickey, uh, as he
2: is wont to do, uh, creates a homemade flamethrower once again <laughs> using lighter fluid and a lighter, and uh, he even says groovy as he puts it together because why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, because you know, fucking, you know.
2: So actually, no, he he doesn't use a uh, like a lighter this time. What he does is he dumps lighter fluid over the tape. Remember, this is the floor of the bathroom. And he, uh, the butcher uh, knife killer, the butcher knife killer is outside the door, and he's not, he's about to to break the door open. As he does that, Johnny shoots the butcher knife out of his hand, and then he shoots the the lighter fluid, and then there's fire everywhere. So he sets his bathroom floor on fire.
1: <laughs> and there, and there, like I love, there's a little moment here where the killer kind of like puts his hands up, and he's like shaking, like
2: no. No! And he like vanishes. But it's not even like a fade, it's just boop. (laughs) And then the tape does the same thing. It just boops out of existence. And then Johnny sits relieved, stating it's over, it's finally over, and also mentions it's over.
0: It's finally over. Let's just thank God there's no sequel.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> and he stares right at the camera. And that's the end. Except, wait! You might recall at the end of the previous episode of No Budget Nightmares, we mentioned that this movie also features Lloyd Kaufman. Yes, it does. So it then switches to a couple, an older couple actually, uh, at least so maybe in their 20s, walking and seeing the tape on the ground, the Slaughter Tales VHS tape. And they're like, they're very curious about it. It's Like, what kind of movie is that? And then Lloyd Kaufman runs out and tells them not to watch it. He goes by the box office power of Mel Gibson. I compel you not to watch it.
1: <laughs> In his usual understated self. Right, right.
2: So then he screams and throws the tape away. And uh, and, and the guy of this couple says, "I hate the homeless. I'm going to watch it anyway." And yeah. Oh,
1: the- uh, I love what she says. He goes, "Fuck Christ! We got to watch this. We got to watch this now."
2: So then they skip off together Yeah. And then the closing credits of the movie starts Th- This is actually Remember what we said before Where the credits are sometimes like Going off the screen Some of these credits are really hard to read Because they actually go off the screen Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, And uh, Occasionally throughout the credits It will switch back to this follow-up story Where in this case These people are then watching the movie <laughs> And they didn't much enjoy it And <laughs> the guy says Speaking of a pile of shit, I'm going to take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Though, unfortunately, you know what happens when someone needs to take a shit. Yeah, of course. They die. Well, they go to the bathroom.
1: Well, yeah, of course they have to go to the bathroom.
2: (laughs) So he's reading Lunch Meat magazine, taking a shit, and someone opens a door, and uh, they... uh, Oh yeah actually someone's there And the guy says Hey it's not funny I'm trying to take a shit here And then this guy opens the door Scrapes his face with his hand And cuts off his fingers And his two friends Who
1: were watching the movie with him They hear some sound And they go That must have been a big pile of shit (laughs) I love how they hear screaming From the other room And just assume that he's constipated (laughs) And so they go in to check on him In the bathroom
2: And they're like Oh my god oh shit Oh fuck what the fuck happened here and the final words of the movie were "Are That must have been a massive shit <laughs> 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 Tonally Slaughter Tales is all over the goddamn place Yeah it really is It is hard to tell I mean obviously it's not meant to be taken seriously Even from the beginning But sometimes the segments are Presented as if they're supposed to be scary Or at least confusing In, in their in, in their dark Tone, but other times it goes full comedy, like this end part, and it's a little hard to decide what you're supposed
1: to make of it. Yeah, exactly. I uh, and I don't know, but I mean, you know, that that being said, it's still uh, uh, overall an enjoyable movie. I mean, like it's, I-, I would recommend it. Oh yeah, the thing about this movie is that because
2: it's an anthology, it's it's really strange. An anthology can is a way for. Uh, A director in this case To use all of these Disparate elements These different segments And piece them together Into a feature, right? Right. And so often Because of the inconsistency of that It means that it's generally It can be a difficult watch It can make things feel longer Than they're supposed to be But because in this case in particular The first four segments Of the actual movie itself Are particularly short they feel like they move really quickly So it's not like you're ever bored watching Slaughter Tales And right. because there's sort of a stream I mean there's a lot of murder going on here <laughs> 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 Even when it's not necessarily well edited Or it's difficult to tell exactly what's going on There's always something happening So it never has time to get boring The The l- largest piece of exposition comes in the shower Near the end of the movie And while that's really strange Almost nothing else gets even Partially explained So it doesn't matter Right, right, right. So, so you never get bogged down by long conversations The movie just keeps moving and moving and moving And then it's over And you're like I don't know what I just saw But <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't dislike it Because I was entertained the whole way through Exactly So I would say actually Slaughter Tales Is a particularly entertaining movie And it's also And let's face it It's also a massive accomplishment I mean, for a, not just for a 14-year-old, but for anyone who decided, you know what? I have all these little pieces. I have the ability to, you know, create more material for it. I'm going to make a feature film. I'm going to get it released on DVD in a special edition. I'm going to make it look how I want it to look, and it might not be perfect, and I might recognize all the limitations of it. But there are going to be people in this world, Doug Tilly being one of them. Who have mm. Slaughter Tales, the DVD, on their shelf next, you know, Among their DVD collection And that's something that I can be proud of And he should be He should be very, very proud of this Because even though I think that 10 years from now Johnny Dickey, who I believe, fully believe is still going to be making movies at that time He's Absolutely. probably going to look back on these early movies and be like All I can see are the flaws and the faults The ability to see the evolution of his skill is going to be invaluable as inspiration for young filmmakers who want to see where you can go from here. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean we've seen it ourselves. So many directors, uh, the the when we talk about Todd Sheets and Todd Sheets' opinion and, and reaction to some of his earlier films, he's, he has difficulty appreciating and enjoying them like some like some fans do because. All he can see are the flaws, all he can see is the limitations of what he was trying to do then, and, uh, and, and feel a bit embarrassed because it does not stack up to the ability that he has now, or his later films, and that, that is absolutely true, and he deserves to be able to feel that way about his earlier films, but seeing that progress... Especially now that we've seen House of Forbidden Secrets And know how much his skill has progressed And evolved and changed It's like, well, I mean, that's amazing You have this, you have this great new movie That people can see and appreciate And see how much skill you actually have They can see your starting point Where there are signs of that skill And there are moments which are really great And there's also a bunch of shit That has not aged well And that maybe was never good (laughs) <laughs> and, but you still did it, and you wouldn't be at that end point if you weren't at that starting point. So right now we're at Johnny Dickey's starting point, and he's just going to get better and better. So, hey, you know what? When I was fourteen, not only could I not make an uh, entertaining movie, I could barely dress myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the most competent fourteen-year-old. Yeah, no. I was going to say at fourteen, I yeah, I didn't even have an interest in film. You know, I. I wouldn't stop masturbating long enough. <laughs>
2: Yeah, to, to yeah, well, that, be able to focus on filmmaking for more yeah. than a couple of minutes at a time. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> that, so, uh,
1: so, so kudos to Johnny Dickey. Well, well, well done on on stopping jerking off long enough yes. to make <laughs> to make a film.
2: Thank goodness you didn't find those nudie mags in the, in the movie. He never would have stopped. <laughs> he never would have stopped. Man, especially can you imagine being a fourteen year old in the internet age? Oof. Where I mean, how could you
1: even get anything done? Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. No, I would, I would, I would, yeah. I, I already have a hard time getting anything accomplished because of hard how, time. How easy, yeah, exactly. How easy it is to to find access to that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, Mo, that
2: was Slaughter Tales, and if you, a listener or listeners, want to get a copy of Slaughter Tales, well, they are out there. You can purchase them. But the other way is to leave No Budget Nightmares a review on iTunes, and we will pick one. We will send you out a copy of Slaughter Tales plus some extra goodies. You will be the happiest person in the world Because then you can listen to this episode again While you're enjoying your new copy of Slaughter Tales It really is the best of both worlds Exactly But now, we have to move on Uh, (laughs) Moving on is good
1: Let's move on
2: Let's move on Now, you may recall that on the previous episode I mentioned that uh, I was pushing our Patreon campaign, which some people, they get really sick of me mentioning. But if you want to support No Budget Nightmares, you can sign up to Patreon and be able to, every time we release an episode, give us a little bit of money. It doesn't kill you. Why don't you do it? Your parents would want you to do it. Why don't you do it? But one of the things <laughs> you can get by donating are perks. One of those perks includes being able to choose a No Budget Nightmares movie. And that is what's going to happen right now What? So I was in contact with friend of the show, Paul Bassetti Really great guy, really good friend of the show Someone who's uh, been supporting us right from the beginning And he is the person who's going to get to choose The next movie covered on No Budget Nightmares And I'll have to I have to give Paul all the credit in the world I thought he was going to pick something Really kind of usual, right? And nothing wrong with that Like a movie that's incredibly well known But when he was throwing a few ideas out at me And I was like, you know what? Pick whatever you want This is your choice Exactly And he did exactly that He chose for the next episode of the No Budget Nightmares podcast The film Women's Studies from 2010 Directed by Lonnie Martin And featuring Judith O'Day from Night of the Living Dead It's a feminist horror film which I have never heard of before I Me neither it, Like he, he said Because he, he, was, he was kind of uh, Trying to work out what would be Not just a good movie to choose for us But something that he thinks would be entertaining To hear us talk about And he has decided upon women's studies And I am fascinated At the idea of watching this movie uh, I, I don't know Anything about it, I don't. Outside of, of Judith O'Day being in it, or anything about the content, you're going to get a true original experience huh. on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares.
1: Fascinating.
2: I do have to say, uh, though, I think the idea of a feminist horror film is great. I do have to say, in terms of a title that's going to like draw people in, Women's Studies. <laughs>
1: Yeah exactly That's an odd one I have to say It's um, yeah. a strange title for a movie I would never in a million years even think to watch that So what are you guys watching Oh no, we're women's watching studies. Women's, women's Studies Do you oh, get yeah? to study women in it I'm like maybe I don't know we haven't seen it yet I don't, I don't know it's a, it's a feminist horror film Oh yeah Pass. Mo if people want to find
2: out more about No Budget Nightmares If they want to catch up on old episodes If they want to catch up on you and I What's the best way to do so
1: oh, The easiest way go right on a Facebook Go on to facebook.com slash groups slash no budget nightmares, one word
2: With the amount of shit that we've been like all this new great announcements that we're doing That is a good place to go to keep up on things it's, Get, the,
1: it's the best place to go
2: It's really the best place to spend your entire day Get there before your friends Know about all this this inside info And as they're listening to the latest episode of No Nightmares You can say, I know the scoop when they talked about the dead next door, them being on that, that Blu-ray, I already knew about it because I'm on the Facebook group, <laughs> right? Be a cool part of the group. What's wrong? Why don't you want to be cool?
1: Some people Why? Just, some people just don't get it.
2: Hmm. Some people just don't get it.
1: They <laughs> just don't get it.
2: Uh, you can also find Mo and myself on Twitter. Mo is at drunk on VHS, all one word. And I am at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y.
1: I'm also,
2: also... I'm also oh. at uh, Strange Waves. All at Strange Vapes, because mm-hmm. Mo also has a YouTube show about vaping and strange-flavored vapes. Is yep. that
1: correct? Yes. Yeah, odd and unusual flavor profiles for electronic like e-juices.
2: E-juices! That's great! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can also catch up on old episodes of No Budget Nightmares at NoBudgetPodcast.com. Listen to all of our old episodes. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Do whatever the hell you want. There's also a link to our Patreon campaign as well, Mo, there's also a couple other things that we have to mention before we finish up the show One, we were both recently on the Ask Jam podcast You mentioned it briefly earlier in this episode <laughs> Yeah We, uh, we discussed uh, very, very briefly About a half hour uh, of recording time We talked about the movie Beaster Day uh, the killer rabbit movie where the rabbit is a marionette.
1: You know, I got I got to tell you, everybody who I've told about that movie, like I have to explain the title to them. It's it's a terrible title. It's such a terrible title because I'm like, oh yeah, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching Beaster Day, and they're like Beaster Day. I'm like, yeah, it's like a play on Easter Day, and but like, like Easter Beaster. Day isn't
2: even something people say. Yeah,
1: it's not. It, they should have just called it Beaster. Or happy beaster, or, I mean, hap- or happy be... beaster, yeah, or something the like or that. the beaster bunny or something. I don't
2: know. But that that uh, episode of Ass Jam is actually it almost is like a uh, an offshoot of No Budget Nightmares because it does have Mo and myself, uh, and we do talk about this low budget movie and. You also, of course, Ask Jam is. It's hosted by a friend of the show, Ike, who does the theme music for both Mo and our own and my yeah, own song. Yeah, exactly. When, when, you,
1: when you hear those little theme songs at the beginning, you know, uh, not not the opening theme song, but the personal theme songs, because for some godforsaken reason, we we each have to have our own theme song. <laughs> we uh, do, Mo. Uh, Ike I did both of those, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We actually had to talk him down because he has no
2: idea how bad movies can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
2: It's a fun conversation. It's actually a lot of fun to listen to. It's
1: also the fastest I've ever gone from recording to posted, you know, ever. Like like it was it was just a it was like a couple of hours. Yeah, he was yeah. he
2: was hot to fucking trot when yeah. it came to getting that out there. And it's uh, and it
1: still turned out really good. I listened to the whole thing right after he posted it. It was hilarious. We can't get enough of ourselves.
2: You can also find me on the recent episode of Not So Evil Episodes, uh talking with uh Duncan McClesh. Jeff X Martin and Mike Merriman About four different wrestling Pro wrestling documentaries I am
1: so annoyed that I was not asked to be on
2: You've been on an episode of that and then you told us Not to invite you back Oh yeah, that's true But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is actually is a fun listen Even if you don't give a shit about pro wrestling Which is perfectly okay uh, We come at it from a pretty interesting perspective I actually talked about the uh, Andy Kaufman documentary I'm from Hollywood about his wrestling experience Down in Memphis But I also have to before we finish off today uh, talk just really quickly about my new podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my new the most podcast, ridiculous
1: idea ever. I, love I it. had it,
2: like I've been floating this idea around, and Mo knows it for a while. Yeah, now. yeah. It's really been in the development for a long time. Just a few days ago, from the time of this recording, I launched the new podcast. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. The complete misguided. Uh, Examination of the life and career Of actor Eric Roberts Me and Todd Ridgney We are going to go through The entire career of Eric Roberts Not just his movies Also his Anything that he's ever done Including television projects Including reality TV projects We actually have uh, Guests lined up For the next four episodes And we're going to have some really We're going to move outside Our usual sphere of guests We're going to get some Really interesting people Talking about these uh, These movies and projects And it's If you Like Eric Roberts Or you hate Eric Roberts Or you have no opinion at all about Eric Roberts You should check out Eric Roberts is the fucking man Currently on iTunes or you can go over to Ericrobertsistheman.com And find out all you need to find out Uh, And uh, I'm not going to be mentioning it anymore On this podcast But uh, if you want to uh, keep up on things All of our usual social media stuff Will also have links to Eric Roberts Is the fucking man (laughs) Also has one of the greatest theme songs ever Thanks to uh, Rue who who really went above and beyond giving us just an amazing
1: theme song? No, I guess I'll have to actually listen to it.
2: You do actually; it's on SoundCloud too. If you just wanted to uh, check out the theme song without listening to the episode, oh, perfect,
1: perfect!
2: <laughs> I just saved you all ninety minutes. Oh, thank you, Mo. Have you seen Mad Max yet? I haven't, but I did see Kingsman. Oh yeah, what did you think? Kingsman's amazing. I, you know, I ended up seeing that twice in the cinemas. I don't like Mark Miller usually very much, but I do have to say. That for some reason, the movie really worked for me. Yeah, it's uh, just
1: it's just so like I like. Here's the thing: I didn't really see any like trailers or anything for it right? or, or commercials because I don't really watch TV, you know. And uh, except for RuPaul's Drag Race, of course. But, <laughs> I'm uh, caught up
2: on RuPaul's Drag Race too.
1: Yes, I, yeah, exactly. I'm all caught up. Uh, I can't wait for Ginger to win. Um, <laughs> she better. She better win. And, uh, but, uh, <laughs> that being said, um, needless to say, they don't really play commercials for that sort of thing on, <laughs> on those programs. But, um, so I, so I would never seen any commercials for it. I didn't, I went into it, not expecting anything. I really didn't know who was in it, Sure, you know, I like, uh, and uh, so, so the cast was a big surprise for me, and I was super, super happy about the casting because I love Mark Strong, and I love, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, um, oh god, what's his name? Let's uh, hear it. Um, Colin Firth, I think, did there big, you go, did a great job, and uh, and Samuel, despite his fucking lisp, um, you know, did, did a really great job, you know, I, I I loved it. I thought I thought it was I thought it was just a, a, a joy to watch. It was just goofy, and I thought it was a very top. I thought it
2: was a. Tremendously entertaining movie Right Absolutely. from start to finish it's a very, And Mark Hamill's in it uh, In a very yeah, small yeah, part yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is great to see And it looks like the film has been successful enough That they're working on a sequel too And the kind of world that they create in it Is the kind of world that I would like to spend time in So I, I'm really looking forward to the follow up I know some people had some uh, Very reasonable issues with it They, had, Especially with the ending of the movie Which it ends on uh, quite an interesting Crack of a joke um, that, that some people didn't much care for but uh, but I I you know I really dug it. It's violent. Uh, there's this great sequence of exploding heads that you have to see to believe.
1: Oh, just amazing, mm. amazing. But I have seen Mad
2: Max: Fury Road, and I'm not going to belabor the point. Everybody has to see Mad Max: Fury Road. It should be. It's on my list. Yeah, I mean, if your president, that uh, Barack Obama guy, he should make it a legal requirement for everybody to see it. And even though the Republicans would lose their shit. After they see the movie, they'll be like, "You were right, Barack. Let's bring this country together. Let's cross the aisle, man, because this movie is the shit." And uh, oh, yeah. I, I do not say that. I I don't say that uh, to get anyone's expectations too high because it's it. There's greatness there. If you like, even if you don't like Mad Max, even if you just like to watch action in the cinema, this is a movie to see in the cinema because there's action.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else to plug, Mo? before we finish up? I'm I'm, I'm just chuckling to myself because I hear my cat attacking uh, the lady (laughs) in the other room. (laughs) Violence Uh, towards my loved ones is always amusing. Always, always amusing. Um, Anything else to plug? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously check out Strange Vapes on YouTube. uh, But uh, no, no, nothing really. I'm loving it. Other than that,
2: stay tuned to our next episode featuring, what's it called? Women's (laughs) Studies.
1: Women's Studies.